You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And this is Alex. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Nice. Speaking of bourbon, what do we got? All right, so today, uh, still on the Manhattan, sorry, not Manhattan, we're still on the old-fashioned kick. Yeah. Uh, and today we're, we're going with Angel's Envy, which is a nice bourbon. Um, luckily, they had it in, in one of the smaller 100-milliliter uh, bottles. So yeah, we didn't have to, tiny. Yeah, we didn't have to spend too much, so it's a nice bourbon. Uh, it can be costly, but, um, but it's, it's not bad. It's got a, what do you think? How do you, what do you think? I don't know. Let's give it a taste. That's good. That's not bad at all. That's real good. That's smooth. Yeah. What'd you make this with? Uh, well, I got the, the uh, Am- I can never say it right, the Amorosa bitters. Yeah. Um, threw in a little dash of agave syrup, which is normally for mm. like a tequila type drink, but it's all we had. Some sugar. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Marciano cherry. Maraschino. Mar- yeah. Maraschino. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> and uh, gave it a little nice little mix up with a nice uh, ice ball. Perfect. Again, we are not bartenders. No. We were filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, anybody out there is uh, doubting our abilities on, on drinks, that's, that's okay. Yeah, you can come down and make us a right one. Yeah, yeah. man. So, uh, so what's, what's been going on, man? Uh, what have you been watching these days, dude? What, uh, last, oh. We checked in over the phone. You've been yeah. working, but uh, what have you been doing on your downtime? Oh, I, so we love Netflix back at home, and uh, we found this great doc series, uh, The Chef's Table. Oh, man, dude. Have you seen it? Dude, it's amazing. It's well, fantastic. You told me about it, and I finally got around to it. Yeah. It blew my mind. Oh, my God. I, I think it's amazing. The way it's shot, and my favorite part of it is actually the music, which I think is fantastically paired. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, from, from story one, you're hooked. Um, yeah. You know, it follows the, I think, I believe the Italian gentleman, Massimo. Is his Massimo, name. yeah. And um, you just fall in love with the characters and you fall in love with their process and their ideology and their story. And it's inspiring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really good. Now, I think I saw, was it the same director who did the Euro Dreams of Sushi or Jiro? Yeah. I'm not sure I if think it is. It is. is it? I mean, it makes sense that he would we go with food again. We might have to dial that up and, and get, a, get here, a fact finder. Yeah, I'll that. look it up here. I got to. Um, but yeah, the thing I love about it is it's not a, it's it's a food show, but it's not a food show. It's <laughs> it's an art show, is what it is. I yeah. mean, the way they prepare dishes, the way it's shot, the music, everything is just to inspire. Absolutely, and and I think too, it it touches such a a great wide audience. My mom has been watching it. She she thinks it's amazing. My wife loves it. It seems like it's really hitting all cylinders. Plus, you know. From from our perspective, I mean, it just looks gorgeous. Do you know what they shot it Beautiful. on? Beautiful. Yeah, uh, it's actually shot on Red Dragons. Wow. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure lenses off the top of my head. I want to say like Ingenue Zooms and Cooks. I think it was shot on Cook lenses. All I know is it just makes you, like looking at the Food Network, Food Network, if you're listening, you're great. We love you guys. You guys make you know great recipes, um, but it's just a whole nother level. It's a whole different yeah. thing. It's art. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it's, really it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I, we got through, like, episode three. Did you watch the whole thing? I, yeah, we watched every single one in the same, uh, no, in two nights. So you binged it? We binged it, for sure. And now, is that typical for you guys? If Once we get started on something, we pretty much just go full bore. So you and the lady pour some bourbon and go all in? <laughs> yes, absolutely. What about you, man? 
Dude, we're always combating against our um, six-year-old. He's always fighting for... Um, he's been watching a lot of Cartoon Network lately. Like oh. uh, Steven Universe and just some like weird crap, dude. Like It's funny, but it's like bizarre world. Yeah. So we're always fighting for attention uh, for, for that. So finally, by the time they get to bed, we, we hop in and, and we're able to watch a show. Um, I'll tell you another show, that another Netflix show... Um, that that we've been digging on uh, is Bloodline. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Okay, yeah. You you brought that up too a little bit after uh, Chef's Table, and we started that last night. Dude, it's intense. Crazy. Intense is an understatement. I mean, crazy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They they set it up. They tell you what happens, and then it's just the exploration of how you get there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening out there, if you have a chance, definitely you want to check out Chef's Table. For sure. It's probably the best food, TV, documentary style. It's gorgeous. You need to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful. After that, get on Bloodline. Um, Both on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are the people who, who brought you House of Cards, um, you know, all of the great Netflix series, Orange is the New Black. But Bloodline is, is kind of cool. It's a little bit of a different plot. You have a, a family set in, in the Florida Keys. They own a little vacation uh, bed and breakfast. But they're all coming together to celebrate the the patriarch and the and the 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 family, the the, yeah. the mom and dad. It's like a, a dynasty. Yeah. yeah, and you start to meet the family. The daughter, she's kind of you know cute and young, and she's engaged, but she's still kind of free. Uh, the one son is the sh- the town sheriff. He kind of you know is the you know looks over the town and his family. And um, there's the younger brother who he's kind of wild. He's the he's the man of the sea. Likes to drink a little bit, a uh, little bourbon. And then there's the older brother who comes in as kind of the straggler. Yeah, he's like the outcast, the, yeah. the kind of failure, the, the black sheep, I would say. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I guess what's a good way to, to, to get the listeners to, to bite on this without giving away what's, what happens? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a detective story pretty much. because Yeah, so it's a family drama, but then there's an event. Yeah. And we won't say what the event is, but they hint at it in the first episode. Yeah, or even if you just watch the trailer, the, the oh, yeah. son who's the sheriff is the voiceover. Yep. And he says... Um, we're not bad people, he but says, we've done a bad thing. <laughs> we're not bad people, <laughs> but we've done a bad thing. And... That right there should hook you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's great. So well, that's cool, man. So those are definitely two two jamming things that have that are yeah consuming well, our time so I, I to go back to chef's table um i just looked it up yeah one of the episodes was directed by david gelb who did jiro james of sushi okay yeah. so and if you haven't seen that one that's another fantastic yeah, food beautiful. show inspiring as well well and the thing too about about chef's table i think what really makes the show is the the shot selection yes. the way the you know i think you know when you think about you know, f- filming something, it's, it's not only the lighting, it's not only, you know, the type of glass you're using, but it's the, you know, it's the camera movement, it's the, it's the, it's the frame of the shot, you know, really, you know, the composition. Yeah. I mean, the way that they do the tabletop food, you yeah. know, of each different dish and, ah, oh, it's great. It's, it's basically porn. Food porn. It's just great. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. Um, so what else has been going on, man? What, do you, what have you been working on? What's, what's, what's happening out there in the world, well, the real world? Yeah. Well, last time we checked in, you, uh, you gave me a, f- a phone call, and I was on the road back. On from, location. Yeah, that's on location nice. segment. And I was on the way back from Dayton. 
from a, uh, a student production up there with some Wright State kids. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, and so it went really well. It was a neat kind of sci-fi short. Um, I don't know. We, it keeps getting the people that created it and all of us on set. We kept comparing it to the new one that's out, Ex Machina, kind of AI, sci-fi uh, creation type deal. So a guy creates a girl. The girl uh, retaliates uh, and creates her own perfect being. Frank- through this. So kind of Frankenstein a little? Kind of, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's called Pig, P-Y-G. Uh, it's like the Pygmalion story of you know the per- perfect creation and you're my perfect being kind of deal and it's creepy so it's student films did you guys shoot it like on an iphone or i mean no actually so they own some really cool gear they've got a uh, a red scarlet x so not the new one not the dragon sensor but the old mx sensor which has its limitations for sure but it's still a pretty darn good you know That's image cool. capture device so we did that. What was your all's, uh, what would you have grip and electric wise? What were you running? Grip and electric wise, we, again, they're in-house stuff. So they had a bunch of uh, M18s, uh, HMIs. They had, you know, tons of Kino flows and then old tungsten gear. And it, yeah, their grip selection was a lot smaller, but we made do. So what kind of, like, what kind of scene? Give us one of the setups. So, you know, were you working with natural light? Were you working with, was it closed? So one of the setups, we're, we're in a condo with big open windows at one end and then a really fancy, uh, like, no, I would say futuristic, but uh, current kitchen at the other end. Okay. So on the uh, open window side, there was a small balcony off to the right. So we, I had two M18s out there streaming through the windows, nice pools of sunlight. Uh, interior, you know, we had bumped up uh, with some kinos and other daylight instruments. And, you know, a lot of the stuff was played in a really wide frame. And then we just punch in for the really uh, stuff that we needed to get. So it was cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. So were you, was it like moody? Were you like doing anything with sort of like color or filters or anything like that? Or were you just trying to make it look natural? What was the overall sort of tone you were going for? It was, it was clean. So it was a very clean look. Um, No filters on the lenses, uh, you know, natural colored daylight, interior light, stuff like that. One thing we did that was really cool that just kind of happened on the spot. It came as a little bit of inspiration. Uh, I came up with the idea to play a, a bunch of the scenes in shadow. So or in silhouette, I, or, yeah, shadow, not silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'd be off, off frame, off camera, and we'd be looking at the wall where they would eventually end up next to a mirror. But there's a nice pool of sunlight on the wall, and you see the action and dialogue and stuff happen in shadow before they ever even enter frame. That's cool, man. Yeah. Was there any like takeaways or anything you, you learned from that shoot that you know maybe our listeners could take away? You know, if you had to give them a nugget and said, hey, you know, hey, if you're doing this, think about this, or is there anything? Um, I think the, the thing that just keeps getting reinforced by every uh, production really is to really plan out your shots and what you need to get. Think, kind of think through the edit before you even step on set. That just makes the whole day go a lot smoother and, you know, you don't forget anything. Yeah, which, you know, I think a lot of times we take for granted. You know, people that work in the, the industry, you know, we, we, you feel like you've gone through all the steps. You've done yeah. your pre-pro you maybe you've even done boards and you realize maybe I didn't do the boards to the level I needed to. Yeah. Um, so that's great, man. If you can, if you can think like the editor, yeah, you're, you're in a much better place. That's cool, man. Well, I, uh, yeah, you're, you're gearing up for something I saw out there. Huh? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what stuff to pack. We're, um, we're working with a client, um, and we're going to be going out to Montana, Mm. big sky country. I think it's what they call it. 
Beautiful out here. And uh, or is that Wyoming? I don't know. It's something out there. The plains. There. The plains. If states. you're if you're out there listening and you're in either Montana or Wyoming and you know what your your state is called, uh, feel free to chime in. Yeah. Uh, Ask me anything. Yeah. Go to uh, fdbpodcast.com and and chime in there. Make sure though, put your name in the body copy of the Ask Me Anything. We have a small budget here at Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon, so we're using Tumblr, um, and it just says anonymous unless you put your name in the in the body. So. Yeah. But anyway, if you're out there in uh, Montana or Wyoming, which you might be, uh, let us know. Um, but anyway, back to that. I'm going out to Montana. Um, it's kind of one of these things where we're kind of partnering with the client. We're kind of bringing some stuff to the table. Mm. They're bringing some stuff to the table. Not a huge budget. Um, obviously, would love to have a yeah. wonderful DP. Like well, you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you need one, there's a – I know a guy. Yeah. I know uh, a guy. I, I usually don't like to ask my DPs to work for free. Mm. So, uh, but anyway, we're going to go out there and um, we're going to film some B-roll and, and shoot some interviews. And, and there's some, some cool stuff out there, man. There's these, these sort of old school dudes that are kind of doing farming the old way, like cowboys. That, you know, they don't ride four-wheelers. They ride horses, you know, and they uh-huh. do it because it's good for the land and it's good for the cattle. And, you know, hopefully we're going to talk to them and just get some really cool B-roll of, like, you know, saddles being put on and steam coming out of a bull's Angus's nose. And I don't know. I've got this romantic uh, <laughs> vision of the West and how, how I want to capture it. So, so, but the thing is, is I've got a, um, you know, we've got a small, small crew, like me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> nice. so we've got to pack really small and ship some stuff out on um, via FedEx ground. And so we're going we're gonna to roll... Um, I've got my new Canon C100 Mark IIs. Yeah, for sure. Which I love. Uh, it's a great camera for me and what we do. And we can talk more about that in, in a second. But um, so, you know, I'm packing, you know, at least one of those. Uh, I don't know that I need two. And then we're going to bring the drone because we have an opportunity to get some really cool landscape shots and tracking with the cattle that are being herded. Nice. Which I've got this vision in my head of how this shot's going to work. A nice overhead. A tracking shot yeah. with four horsemen wrangling cattle. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work, but, um, but you know, we keep it simple. You know, we don't have a, a ton of, ton of budget and, and stuff. Um, we're a small boutique shop here. So we've got the uh, DJI Phantom two and I just upgraded and bought the new GoPro 4k. No, oh, that'll be great. So, yeah. um, the stuff I saw at NAB with the 4k looked amazing. Uh, I was literally like, wow. Um, better sensitivity. Yeah. I mean, know, obviously more resolution. Unbelievable. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just hoping we'll get lucky and you know fly the drone and maybe get a shot or two that's just breathtaking. Um, so I'm we'll sure. see. Um, you know, when we get back, you know, um, you know, maybe I'll be able to post some of that stuff and share with the listeners, and they can see kind of what what I've been up to. Very cool. But um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. You know, we're I'm packing light. And, you know, I got a couple of reflectors. Um, you know, a wireless mic. So you're going uh, more more natural with it, huh? Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just basically about natural light on, on everything. So really, you know, taking time to find spots that are that are going to work in yeah. natural. You know, finding the the right places where the light is naturally working for us, um, and kind of using that to our advantage and really letting it be organic. Um, so, Perfect. So we'll see, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. Um, you know, it's not really my wheelhouse. I feel more comfortable in the director's chair. Uh, took some, you know, some intensive lighting stuff at yeah. NAB, and I'm feeling better about it. You know, I feel confident as an operator. But that's the benefit of those those Canon cameras. You know, you can just pick up and get what you need. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, okay. So camera, you're bringing up camera. So yeah. Oh yeah. We'll get into a little camera talk here for sure. Um, so I did want to point out last time we talked, I felt like we were fanboying a little bit for Canon. 
Yeah, a little bit. Canon's not a sponsor of no, the podcast. We are in no way affiliated with any camera company. If Canon wants to sponsor the podcast, we could talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Absolutely. Could be. You know. But I did want to point out, you know, the reason, you know, I think, I believe as a director, I believe that, you know, you should use the right tool for the job. If you think of it like a painter, you want the right brush to mm-hmm. get the right stroke for the right the right thing you're trying to go for. So Absolutely. So when I look at projects, whether it's a commercial, a music video, a short film, I really, in a, in a perfect world, I want to use the right tool for the job. So I want to work with, you know, a DP and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, art director and whoever else to say, okay, what are we trying to capture? And then select the, uh, select the camera for that. But sometimes you're stuck with what you got. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but at the end of the day, that's, that's as a filmmaker. As a business owner running a small boutique digital film and motion design shop, you know, you got to have tools for the job, but you can't spend infinite money and you need to be able to, you got to come away with a profit. So at the end of the day, when we looked at cameras and, you know, me and you talked about it or whatever, um, for us, for what we're doing, for a lot of the brand branded content, documentary style shooting, small corporate shoots, um, small, you know, commercial setups, social media type content. um, At the end of the day, the price point and the features of the, the new C100 Mark II were just a sweet spot for us. You know, you're, you're in at about five grand. We already had the Canon glass. They did add the feature of shooting the 60 frames per second at 1080. Which is great. Which gives yeah. you just enough drama in a, little, in a brand documentary to, to, to motivate some drama. You don't necessarily need to shoot 240 frames per second. You no. don't need a phantom for every project. That's, that's again, a specialized paintbrush. Yeah. You know, for a very And so paintbrush. for us, it was, it was, the, it was the right camera for, for what we do. So... Um, but you know, in-house, we also, you know, our editor, Anthony, he's got a little pocket black magic and he gets some great images on that. He actually shot a bunch of stuff in Columbia, um, that's up on dissolve. Um, if you go to leap frame, um, under dissolve for stock footage, you'll see a lot of the stuff he shot on the black magic pocket and it looks great. Um, you know, so I think, I think the camera is definitely a tool and you got to find what's right for you. Now, did you yep. see the article? I think it was on light. Was it Light something? Lightroom? Lights film. Lights film school. Lights film is. school. Yeah, so you you sent that to me. It's a nice breakdown of kind of uh, different cameras that are out right now, what people are using, and you know all their specs yeah. and all that jazz. Well, and the thing too is, I mean, it seems like people get really uh, territorial and defensive when it comes to their cameras. I'm Very, a Sony guy. I'm yeah. a Red guy. I'm a you know. Oh, I just hate the look of that camera. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't you know. Let's talk about that for a little bit. What Let's. What are your thoughts? You're, you're a DP. You work with a bunch of different cameras. Recently, you've shot on a bunch of different cameras. Yeah. Um, I mean, my camera's better than yours. Talk. <laughs> T- tell me about that. Really? You want to go there? Um, yeah, well, I've, I've shot with a lot of stuff. So the last few projects, so the last one I did was the Scarlet X, obviously kind of the, the lower-end red camera. I've done a ton of stuff on the Red 1 MX, which is the old dinosaur, the old beast. You know, a pain to set up and carry around, but it creates a heck of an image. Um, and it's got some nice slow-mo capabilities. And then I've done a bunch of stuff on the Alexa, which is heads and tails, far and away my favorite camera. I just think the ease of use on that thing and the image you come away with is amazing. So let's talk about the Alexa for a second. Yeah. What do you like about the Alexa? I think... Well, What's a good? In, in any camera, and the whole reason why we shoot on a certain camera is hopefully for the image it creates, right? You know, in the specs and all that, the things that you need. If you need slow-mo and you need a blah, 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 so you go with this. 
but the image is really the important part. And I think the Alexa provides one of the best images out of any camera I've seen. What about the usability? I mean, you know, you're on set, you got to move quick, you got to, you know, you need, there's certain things you're looking for yeah. working with your AC, your crew. Talk about that. How does the Alexa fare in, in those situations? So the thing, it, it comes in a very compact package, not in just, you know, just in terms of size, but there's few parts. Once you've got it built, which they're, you know, you, you pull the body out of the case, you throw the viewfinder on it, you slap a battery on it, a lens on it, and you put a card in and you're ready to go. You hit the button, it's up in 15 seconds, and you can just hit record, you know, once you've dialed in your exposure lighting and all that jazz. But you're just ready to go. With some of the other cameras, like the Red One, I'll just take that as an extreme, it takes 60 seconds to boot the thing up. So you're sitting there and, you know, you're waiting. Every time you got to change batteries, if you don't have a hot swap, you know, it takes 60 seconds or two minutes, basically. Well, but that's kind of an unfair advantage. You're, you're going on a sort of yeah. a relic at that point. But you've shot recently on, on yeah. the Dragon and, and other, yeah. other Red Yeah, and those cameras. are great. So talk, let's, let's make a transition. So if Alexa, you, you, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, would you go as far to say it's the standard? It's used on a ton of stuff. I wouldn't say the standard because that's pretty subjective to what's your standard. Like, what are you working on? If you're working on Hollywood features and big budget commercials and stuff like that, then yes, it's absolutely the standard. But aren't all the curves, aren't they all trying to match the Alexa? Isn't the red actually trying to, isn't the log curve on it trying to match the Alexa? It seems like everyone's trying to match that. Yeah, especially the way it holds highlights and the amount of you know, detail and stuff like that. And the colors especially are fantastic. So everyone's kind of trying to catch up, I'd say. Sure. And Alexa, I mean, or Aerie, the company is just stuck with the same sensors since it came out. They came out with the, the Alexa, you know, way back when, and they just, every new body has the exact same sensor because there's no need to change the great sure. thing. It's become an aesthetic. It's great, yeah. What about the red? Let's talk about the red. People, people love the red. People wear it as a badge of honor. Yes. They throw it around. Oh, we're going to shoot it on red, man. You know, it's this thing of status. Um, yeah. Talk about that. What do you love about the red? What do you hate about the red? You've shot on all their different models. Everyone. Have, you, have you shot on the newest one yet? The Epic Dragon? Uh, the, the Weapon? The Weapon. It's, oh, I haven't well, seen this out. Right. Yeah. I, well, I saw it. Yeah, you saw it at <laughs> NAB. <laughs> I have not seen it yet, especially I've not seen it on a set. Sure. Uh, and I don't think I will for a very long time. Okay. I mean, they're they're always back ordered when they come out with something new. So all the other models, what do you love about the red? What's what's what do you think is the advantage of that? The advantage of a red is for sure the uh, resolution. I mean, if you need a gigantic image and you're going for 4K projection, or you know you're posting your video on a giant billboard in Times Square or something like that, you want that extra resolution. Um, the new ones have 6K, which is crazy. And I've had some issues with that, actually, with finding lenses that will cover the Dragon sensor because it's so big. Um, and all these lenses are designed for super, super 35 size, and it's bigger than that. Right. Um, so you get vignetting on the sides or some things just, you you know, have this big black circle around your image, and you, you, you can only see the center. So <laughs> it's kind of getting crazy at this point. And the new one's 8K and, you know, even bigger sensors. And just at some point it becomes why. Yeah. Why do you need it, you know? But, but but the red in general, I mean, do you? It's like, great. Is it a? I mean, you you. you I would like use shooting it. with it, right? I do. I, mean, I I love shooting with it for a few different reasons. One's the resolution. Two is the colors on the new Dragon sensor are great, and three is the frame rate options. So with the Epic, you can get up to three hundred frames, which is great if you want to do, you know, action stuff or, or beauty stuff for beauty, like food oh, or yeah. liquor, like bourbon. 
like bourbon. If you want to shoot a bourbon commercial at 300 frames a second, you can do that. Yeah. You know. What about um, hop into you've you've messed a little bit with some black magic stuff. Let's talk about that. That's I mean you know what they are they are they're doing so they're making waves, man. They got these cameras that are you know they're selling them, um, and yeah. they've you know they've got some specs that are pretty interesting. They do, and they and the images you see online, which given that's online, you're looking at everything compressed for web, so it's kind of hard to judge anything based on that. Um, but they look good. They, they produce a nice image and I wouldn't go, you know, everybody's trying to be filmic or, you know, right. film like it's, uh, it's cool. I mean, it's a good image. It, it looks kind of like the Alexa in terms of the highlight retention. And I've seen, you know, I have a colorist friend who, uh, he was talking about, he was on a show where they had the Alexa, it was a cam and then like C cam was one of the black magic cameras and he graded them both called the DP over and said, which is which, which one's the Alexa, which one's the black magic. And the DP goes, Oh, well that one on the left, that's obviously the Alexa. And the guy goes, ah, you're wrong. That's the black magic. <laughs> so it's kind of this, Ooh, yeah. well this is what we can do with it. You know? Well, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, um, it's the right tool for the job, you know? Yeah. And you know, we used, uh, we used Anthony's little black magic pocket camera for a project. It's a tiny guy. A couple months ago where we needed an, an overhead shot. And it was so small and so lightweight that it worked out perfect, and it gave us a great image. Yeah. And I think that's the benefit of that little thing, is that you can stick it in places where you can't get a bigger camera. You know, you yeah. can mount it to a car, right, you know, shooting down at the wheel. You can hang it up high. You can stick it in the corner of a room, yeah. and it's just there, and it captures a decent image. All right, let's talk Sony. Yeah. Now, they have Sony, so many different Sony offerings. Was, yeah, Sony was making some waves at NAB. There's a lot of people checking out their stuff. A lot of people love the, uh, the was the FS series? The Yeah, well, there's a couple in that, or there's the new, the big ones, the F55 and the F5. Yeah. Which one? Uh, choose one. Talk about, what, what are you seeing out there? What are people using? What are people excited well, about? Well, the cool thing about Sony, again, so going back to the high frame rate, is that they offer a bunch of different stuff. So the, the cheap, cheaper option... Um, which has been out for a while is the FS 700, which could do 240 frames, you know, at 1080, Yeah, which is pretty fantastic. They seem to be kind of leading or at least early adapters in the game on, on high frame rate, high frame rate and sensitivity. I mean, they I mean, got that cause Canon just, just <laughs> now offered 60 frames per second just on the C100 now. Mark II. Thank yes. you, Canon. Appreciate that. Yeah. And it's but because the, the of the new pressure. C300s is doing 120, right? The new, it does a cropped 120, I think. Yeah. So it takes a 2K center portion of the sensor and does 120 okay. frames, like red, which is what they do. That's I'm sure. sorry, I forgot to go back to that. Um, another thing I like about red, it's it's a benefit and a drawback. When you change the resolution, it crops into the sensor. So if you get a 4K sensor, but you want to shoot 2K, it takes the center portion of the sensor gotcha. to do the 2K, which effectively doubles your lens and you know changes the whole depth of field and everything and but it, it can be a benefit and a drawback. You need to get a little closer, you just punch in, you know, because yeah, you've got all that extra You room. never just want to punch in. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, what if you're shooting wildlife at, like, you know, all right. half a mile away? Get a better lens. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the easy solution. Or that's the, uh, the, that's the right solution. That's the right solution. Yeah. The easy solution is just to punch in on the yeah. sensor. Well, I think, so back to Sony. So we're jumping around a little yeah. bit here. Back to Sony. Sony's crushing it on on the Frame low. Rates. What about low light stuff? You get that little A7S. Th that's what I'm that saying. Dude. People are going crazy for this stuff. Yeah, and the price points aren't that bad. Not bad, no. 
for what you get out of it. Have you shot on that guy yet? Yeah, I did. I shot a project for a, a local company here on that, and I was happy with it. You know, it's full frame. Is it just a DSLR? I don't even know if it's a DSLR. It might be mirrorless, so it might not even have a a, a mirror. But anyway, oh. so it's uh, it can do 4K, and it has crazy low light sensitivity. I mean, I saw a video where they were, it was pitch black, they're in the woods, and they were able to overexpose the image because it goes up to 102,400 so or moon, something like that. A little moonlight and you're good to go. <laughs> a little moonlight and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, given it's only usable up to a certain point, sure. but the usable range of that is insane. It's more than you would ever need, Yeah, honestly. Huh. But it's cool. I liked it. That's cool. So yeah. is there, I mean, what do you, what else is that, what, anything else exciting you? It seemed like the, was it the uh, Scion? The Aja or AJA or yeah, Aja. Yeah. yeah, it seems like they're trying their hardest. Uh, they're yeah. they're letting people take it for free now. They're letting people rent it for free. I think there's a reason. I don't know. I I've talked to several people, mm-hmm. um, and they've they've not had great things to say about it. The reviews have not been amazing, and at NAB, their booth was dead as a doornail. Well, uh, here's the reason why. It's because all these new cameras and new sensors that are coming out have great range. I mean, you're, you know, talking 14, 15, you know, at least 12 stops of range. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're saying that this new one, the Aja Scion or AJA, however you say it, only has about eight stops mm-hmm. of usable range, which is, you know, akin to a DSLR. It looks cool. I mean, it's pretty. The design is beautiful. And it feels, but it feels kind of like an old news camera. Like well, it's a, got a leather like broad shoulder pad, old school, yeah. and a magnesium body. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. And the usability seems to be great, and it's got all these cool features. But the range is just, according to a bunch of people I've seen online, it's just not there. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Uh, anything else that's, that's exciting? Some of these, uh, there was like a Chinese or a Japanese camera. There's some stuff that's they're starting to pop oh, up yeah, with some what was modular stuff. I mean, it's kind of like they're trying to rip off the red. I wouldn't say rip off, but they're trying to base their design sure. on the red. And, yeah, it seems that they've got a 4K and 6K and 8K. And, right. You know, but the I haven't seen any proof. I haven't, I haven't held it. I haven't tested it. So I'll, I'll withhold yeah. judgment until, uh, until I'm able to do that. So to all the people out there who want to fight for their brand, to the people that say, oh, the, the AC7s, or, oh, man, the Sony's where it's at. Oh, no, man, I'm a red guy. No, yeah. no, I'm a... What, what do you say to them? What do I say to them? I, what do you I, say I, to the people that get so defensive about a specific, oh, I, I hate that look. I hate, oh, that's, well, that's I like this look. Or first of all, so let's just pretend you're a guy. You hate what? You hate something. And I'll say, why? Why do you hate that? Have you shot with that? Have you shot with that camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you'll say, uh, no. Most of them will say, no, I, I haven't shot with that or whatever. Uh, and then I, you know, you, you kind of, how, how can you judge it if you've never used it? Right. Right. Well, and I think, too, that sometimes like, you know, we get defensive about maybe sometimes the things we don't have access to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, yeah. Like, oh, I, you know, I love my I love my Canon, but if I owned a Red Dragon, maybe I'd love that, too. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, there's that factor for yeah. sure. Or, ooh, it's the most expensive, so it must be the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of. What thing. about the fact that everybody just wants to slap? a four and a K on everything, or they want to slap the word raw. Can you talk a little bit about that? What do, what do, what do we, you I say mean, we, to... We kind of covered that last time, but I'll, I'll go back to it for sure. Most of the stuff that we're creating and the most of the stuff that a lot of people are creating are being shown on the web. 
and I don't have a 4K monitor. Right. I know you don't have a 4K monitor. Sure, sure, I mean, sure. there are very few people that actually can view 4K. It's mostly being shown in 1080. If you're going to a theater, most of the projectors, the digital projectors are still 2K. Sure. You know, Sony's got the amazing 4K projectors, which I applaud them for that. They look gorgeous. Yeah, but they put that, we talked about that. They put yeah. that stupid whatever on it and makes it look like a soap opera. No, no, no. I'm talking about the theater projectors. Oh, okay. You're, you're talking about the, um, where they, you know, you go to any bar, any restaurant down here, yeah. they've got the smooth motion. The, oh, it looks terrible. The Worst soap opera effect. Had. Yeah. Which actually there's a, a famous DP Reed Morano, uh, a female. She is amazing. She has shot some great stuff, but she came out with a, a petition a while back to sign that, to, <laughs> to have that option, uh, not toggled as the uh, default yeah. once you buy a TV. Because right now you go buy a TV at the store. People, and, it's, and people don't know. Yeah, it's already my, my on. My dad has no clue. It's on smooth motion, yeah. so you mom have to and dad go don't know. actively turn it off. Hey, hey, mom and dad, why is everything you're watching, you know, Telemundo? Yeah, and they go, you oh, know? it looks great. Oh, it looks great. Yeah. This is the newest, look, the newest thing. It's a great picture. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, so 4K, I mean, raw. I will go back to that, too. Yeah. Raw, really? Do you Are you going to... You need to shoot a, the wedding in RAW, or you need to, <laughs> you know, cover the the speaker, the event speaker in RAW. Um, it just takes up a lot more space, and yes, it's it's better for post production because you can tweak it more and you can do all that. But space wise, I mean, you just have to take that into account. You're going to be filling up terabytes of hard drive space. Yeah. Whereas you know some cameras you can just shoot ProRes or just shoot baked in whatever log. Now, now, one of the things I'll pull up, you know, we talked about, you know, last episode, we invited people to, to chime in on the conversation. Um, yeah. And so, now, I mean, since we're talking about cameras, um, we had a, uh, a person, actually, it says anonymous, so I don't know if this is a gentleman or a, or, or a woman. I'm not sure. Yeah. So a once again, <laughs> yeah, gentlewoman. Once you guys, uh, when, you, when you go to fdbpodcast.com and you go to the Ask Me Anything, Make sure in the body you put your name. Uh, let us know where you're from. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be helpful. Right now we're on a small budget. We don't. We can't upgrade those features just yet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, name and city. Name and put city name would be city. great. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, we do have we do have some listeners, which is exciting. We've got listeners. It is. And we've had some. We've had like quite a few plays. Episode one had like over 120 plays. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. We're yep. on. This is episode two. <laughs> we're still going. Yep. All right. So. Uh, we had somebody who chimed in, asked me anything, and this is what they said. Again, if you're out there, uh, kudos to you for uh, asking this question. We we uh, look forward to meeting you. Uh, maybe chime in on the next one or hit us up on Twitter at, um, at Brandon Ferris or at Alex Elkins D.O.P. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, we've had a couple of conversations with you guys on Facebook that were kind of fun. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, here's one of the questions. Have either of you shot on film? If yes, what was it like versus shooting on video cameras? What were the differences? If no, would you want to shoot on film if all the resources were made available to you? Do you think film still has a place in the world today and the future? That's a good question. It is a great question. I'm going to go ahead and say I have not shot on film. I do have a roll of 16 millimeter in my dad's old, not 16, Super 8, uh, in my dad's old Super 8 camera i ordered an, some old stock or there's a company that's making stock now so i can't wait to shoot that but i have not shot it yet what about you i have well the only thing i've shot on film was a project in in school back in school uh not professionally since i've been out because of the ease of use and desire for people to shoot on the next best digital 
camera. But going to his other question, if all the resources were there and you had the opportunity, yes, I would love to shoot on film. I think it provides such a different look. You can tell it's film, you know, all that. And I, I just think it'd be fantastic. One, just to challenge myself. I'm always, you know, pushing to shoot on new and different things. So just to do that. But do you think you're ever going to get that chance considering, I mean, Kodak was ready to go out of business, right? I mean, but they're not, they're not going anywhere. I don't think to, thanks to a couple of DPs out there. Right. I don't know. Yeah. More so directors. You've got people like Christopher Nolan and Tarantino and all these old school guys that I think they've, they've got a great point that why, yeah. Why get rid of it? It's just another tool. You know, it's another, if you think of a digital camera as another film stock, like I know a lot of, a lot of DPs have brought up, like you have to think of these things as just a different film stock. Each camera has got a different look and a different feel and you got to use it as such. Yeah. So it's just I, another I tool. Be, I would love to do something with film. Like I yeah. said, I'm going to shoot a little uh, piece for uh, kind of a personal project Um that I'm going to shoot on my dad's old uh, Super 8. So yeah. that should be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to shoot yeah. anything. Well, I mean, you want to uh, take another, another yeah, let's question? Yeah, do, do another question. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see here. Um, Any more gear-related ones? Yeah, let me see here. Let me see here. One, uh, somebody asks if you're related to Dave Elkins. Are you related to Dave? I'm not related to Dave. <laughs> I looked that up, and I guess he's a, a singer, a musician. I don't know. That's No, no relation. Well, unless maybe, it's Maybe way. we can get Dave on the show. Maybe we can do a call-in with Dave. Yeah. If you're listening and you brought that up, if you know Dave Elkins, or if you, or you are, you are Dave. Dave Elkins, uh, chime in. Let us know how we can get a hold of you. We'd love to call in and, and yeah. see who you are. See, and if, how, we're, see, see if, if we're related. We're, yeah, see how we're connected here. Um, all right, we did have somebody chime in on our superhero debate, Ooh. superhero movies, which, by the Ooh. way, I saw Age of Ultron, and, and I stand by my comments. <sighs> it was the worst, maybe the worst of superhero movies. It was it's, horrible. It has its issues, but I still think it's entertaining. It I stand by horrible. my position that they're entertaining. <sighs> there was no story. The yeah. review, uh, it was, anyways. Uh, here we go. From Anonymous. Uh, again, we'd love to know who you are. Um, Maybe you, their name is Anonymous. Could be. Um, my thoughts on comic book movies, dot, dot, dot. They are fun, but they are kind of stupid. I will watch them, but I will not really get excited for their release. I would be more than happy to watch on Netflix or whatever web streaming platform. I am on Team Ferris. Yes. Boo. The movies and business model are somewhat degrading. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, to the public. The films are entirely made to make as much money as possible. I am not a true comic book fan, but I believe the films don't even do the comics justice. I completely agree. To go with your point, what movie that's in the movie theaters is not made to make money? This is a business. It's the yeah. film business I know. industry. Where you know people that do this is 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 your job. Your okay. job is to make money. If it doesn't make money, they're not going to pay for your next one. All right, that's fine, and that's so. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. So but here, I will bring this up because we had a comment on our Facebook page that we completely skipped over. Some fantastic. I don't even. I mean, yes, they're superhero movies, but they're more. The Dark Knight series. All right, and I agree. I have to go yeah. ahead and submit here that I, if I were to not recognize Heath Ledger's iconic performance, wow, yeah, and Nolan's genius of The mm-hmm. Dark Knight, I would be, I would just be wrong. You would be. So I want to go ahead and say, there's one good superhero. You're gonna movie. make exceptions. I'm gonna make an exception. Yeah. There's one good superhero movie, The Dark Knight. That's it. I'm out. 
Just the Dark Knight, That's not it. Batman Begins or the Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight's the only one. Eh. The other ones were horrible. They were setups. You, they needed, were bad. you need all three Anyways. to complete the set. So, anyway. all that said, uh, all right, we're still divided. I mean, <laughs> you, you, we still. I think we need more. It's actually one nothing. We have one person who said I'm on Team Ferris. Yeah, but there's still me. I haven't given up yet. Yeah, but so. that's two to one. Until other listeners chime in on superheroes. Somebody help me out here, listeners. If you're out there, chime in. Let us know what team you're yeah. on. Uh, help, but anyway, help Team Alex uh, yeah. get a win. Come on. So, uh, speaking of, you know, let's. I'm going to throw this out there. You know, because we like to stir the pot a little bit. Sure. Uh, you know, we've been talking about cameras all day, all episode. This is, I guess now this is the camera episode. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, I would go ahead and say, yeah, this is now so, the camera um, episode. This is now the camera episode. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, you know, to stir the pot a little bit, uh, we want to hear from the listeners. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you got? What are you shooting on? Why do you love it? Why is it better than mine? Why is your camera better than mine? Yeah. So go to the page, fdbpodcast.com, top right corner, ask me anything. Weigh in. Let us know. Yeah, uh, we definitely want to hear what's going on. So, all right, man. That's uh, what about uh, what else is going on? What about James Franco, man? Man, did you? Uh, you know what? We've we're talking. His people. You texting him? His people are talking to my people. You're texting back and forth. We're, we're reaching out. Yeah. We're. I still. You know, he's he's still shooting here. He's still hanging out. He's got. Pro- he likes it here. He does. He likes it. Here. He I believe it. he likes it here. He wants to stay. Although here. I do think we found out. I don't think James drinks i don't think he drinks bourbon i don't think he drinks bourbon but we're okay with that we can actually do we can drink whatever james franco wants to drink if james franco comes on we will drink whatever he's drinking yeah we'll do whatever he wants i mean no basically it's his show at this point (laughs) (laughs) filmmakers drinking bourbon with james Franco. this is the camera episode that will be the franco episode yeah he gets his own episode so um so wait we'll see i'm i'm still working to get a hold of his people um you know it's it's in the works. Like I said, he's, he's still filming that movie, which is pretty cool. Look, it's a show business. Yeah. It's in the works. What did I just tell you? It's a business. It's in the works. He's in it to make money. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely in the works. Um, but yeah, we're working on that. Um, what, else, what else is... What else is going on? Yeah, I mean, is this, is this it? We got music is videos going on. Nah. There's, there's lots of stuff. I'm really excited about... I'll go back to what am I watching and what am I excited to watch is Thursday. What's today? Anyway, this weekend coming out is um, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, my gosh. Which I cannot wait Dude, for. that's like a childhood relic. It's amazing. Oh, my God. The original was phenomenal. Yeah. But this one looks it's great. W- we've been without Mad Max for too long. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I wouldn't classify that as a superhero movie. That is in no way a superhero movie. Exactly. That's why it might actually be good. It's going to be fantastic. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah. George Miller. Charlize Theron. Going back to gear. Shot on with the, a shaved head? Shot on the Alexa. Dude, she's yeah. still super hot with a shaved head. Yes. How she's does, how she's does an attractive happen? woman. Jeez. Unbelievable. And she's talented. And then you got Tom Hardy playing yeah. Max, which is, oh my God. It's I think he's good. fantastic. He, he was in a superhero movie. He was Bane. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great character. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Your time has come. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think um, it's great. So yeah, man. So there's some fun stuff happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think you, we, you excited for any movies coming out? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm still trying to get caught up on. I still haven't seen half of the Oscar movies. What haven't you seen? I haven't seen uh, Selma. Yeah. 
Um, I haven't seen um, the one with the boy. Twelve years. Shout the out one with the boy. Yeah, boyhood. Yeah, haven't seen Boyhood. <laughs> the one with that boy. I haven't seen Saint Vincent, which I want to yeah. see. I haven't seen like anything, dude. I'm yeah. lame. Yeah. Well, you got a you got a family. Bad. Yeah. I'm you got old, a family. I'm an old man. You are an old man. So, well, cool, uh, dude. But yeah. it's been good catching up, man. I know. This is good, man. I, Do this I, more often. Yeah. I like this. We started a. We've got a podcast now. Yeah. When are you going to Montana? Or? Um, I, like it, 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 June, July. Yeah. I'm not sure. July. June. Call you while you're up there July. and get a get a little update from the road. Yeah, man, for real. I yeah. uh, I think I'm gonna stay an extra day to do some motorcycle riding. Ooh. There's a road called the Road to the Sun. You like to do that everywhere yeah, you go. Yeah, it goes up to uh, Glacier National Park. Yeah. My father-in-law. I used to ride with him a lot. He went up there and he says it's pretty rad. So. He didn't say rad. He doesn't say rad. He said dope, didn't he? No, he's it's pretty. Dope. He didn't say that. He was like, he said it was awesome or something like that. I don't know. Cool. Um, so I think I'm gonna do that. So that that should be pretty pretty rad. Be safe. Um, yeah, man. Uh, you know, just we're just working, working hard, trying to trying to do some stuff and make cool. make fun stuff and make films and oh oh dude we didn't tell we oh the people need to know they do need to know oh man should we wait till the next episode no we're so excited about it now it just happened not for for sure yet but i uh, we should get into maybe this. we should wait till the next episode i don't want to i feel like we need to uh, Let, well, it's teaser. a teaser it's let's a teaser. teaser so so me and alex have been working on a short film uh we have a script we have actors um and we were missing one key component. We were missing the key component, the location. Yeah. And today, before we, we met for the podcast, we grabbed lunch and we found our location. 99% sure. And the, the, the guy who runs the diner has been there for 55 years. Yes. And he's super excited to have our film there. Yeah. So it it's just needs to be signed and we're, we're good to go. We can get this thing out there. So next episode... We're gonna we're gonna make it we're gonna make it an indie indie film episode all yeah. about how to make your own indie film. We'll we'll share with them our learnings. We we've had some failures. We have. We've had some failures. We've had some successes. Yep. And the next episode, we're gonna talk about making a live action short film. What goes into it? What you need to think about? And we'll talk yeah. about our film. We'll 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 let you guys know what's going on, and uh -huh. and maybe you guys can can be a part of it. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, uh, again, you know, uh, we want to invite everybody listening to log on to fdbpodcast.com. Mm -hmm. Click on Ask Me Anything. Make sure to include your name and where you're from in the body of, of the message just because. Otherwise, your name will be anonymous. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll just be another anonymous. We don't want that. We like no, you guys. We want to know who you are. We like you guys. And um, so reach, reach out to us there. Get involved on Facebook. We loved mm -hmm. having conversations with you guys on Facebook. Let's get a little banter going. Talk about which camera's better. Talk about superhero movies talk about uh whatever dude um, yeah let us know what's your what camera you're using what kind of projects you're working yeah. on what you're drinking yeah and, to, and yeah. you know what whether it's good or bad we don't care like if you yes. want to talk bad about us that's fine that's fine yeah yeah if you if you hate us if you think we should stop doing this right now <laughs> let that's us know. totally cool we yeah. want to know but let us know why let us know why yeah um and so that's cool and then definitely link up with us on on the social medias yeah so twitter yep and instagram for sure. And, and if all you, that information is available on fdbpodcast.com. Yeah. If you yep. click on uh, about the hosts or hosts, I believe, it has, uh, it might have a couple pictures. It might. And they might be old. Yeah. Pictures of me and you. Uh -huh. And um, links. People can check Website, out our stuff. Facebook, Reels, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. Hit us up. Let us know. Yeah, man. And and do us a favor. Spread the word. Tell your filmmaker buddies. Tell your people who are into watching movies. Tell them about this podcast. Um, it's a good time. And, you know, I think the best way to listen to this podcast, you know, we drop it. Uh, we try to drop it every Friday. Yep. Um, if we can't, it's it'll come out, you know, every other. And then we'll have like a phone check in on location. So about every Friday, you're going to get something. There's some piece. Yeah. And, you know, some content. I think it's a great way going into the weekend. You've got you got Friday night, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, sit down in the living room, pour yourself a nice glass, a of nice glass of bourbon, a yeah. little, just a little something on the rocks, make an old fashioned, make a Manhattan mm-hmm. and, um, try out this angel's envy that we got today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get you a small angel's envy. Let us know what you think. And turn on the podcast, put in, put in, put on your beats, your beats by Dre. Beats by Dre. Is this now sponsored by beats? Well, <laughs> I, if they're listening out there, we, you know, we can talk. We're in negotiation. This is show business. This we, is negotiation. We've gotten contacted by both. Call James. So. <laughs> Call James. Call James Franco's people, yeah. and we'll we'll talk about it. But um, yeah, you know, have sip on a nice glass of bourbon, listen to the podcast, log on, and and chime in on the conversation. Absolutely, you agree with that? I agree with that completely. But until then, yeah, yeah the glass is empty. So the glass is empty, and I think it's now time to say goodbye. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been great. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, buddy.